the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. You're going to improve your life. You're going to be able to spend more time at home with your family if you want to do that. You're going to be able to spend more time at your firm doing things that you actually want to do, not the things you don't want to do. So there's a ton of benefits to it. So I, I, I don't really understand the pushback. I know there is some pushback, but if you don't, if you don't get it at this point, you need to get it because otherwise you're going to be left in the dust. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is... The Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's cold as heck in St. Louis. I know it's cold down there. We even talked about it on last week's episode, but our guest today is from sunny Arizona, and we're really excited to have him. His name is Kelsey Bratcher. He is a Infusionsoft and Zapier and all-around software guru. I've been working with Kelsey for the last couple of years on helping me automate more stuff in my business. And after all that work, I thought it'd be a great idea to have him on the show. So Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jim. All right, Kelsey. So tell her about what you do. I mean, uh, Jimmy gave everyone sort of a, a brief overview. Go a little more deep and, and tell everyone uh, really what you do and how you do it. Sure. So my business is Hired Gun Solutions, and I've been working with Infusionsoft and automation tools and project management software and Zapier and all kinds of different software as a service. And every month, it seems like new things come out. I've been doing that for about the past 10 years. And... Uh, it's kind of what I figured out that I'm good at and started doing it for money. I was employed at Infusionsoft for about a five-year period and left in September of 2013. And shortly after, I, that's when I met Jim. We've been working together for, I think we're going on almost three years here soon. Kelsey, you know that we've had Greg Jenkins on the show, and I know you and Greg are friends. And Greg came from Infusionsoft as well. Talk to us a little bit about Infusionsoft as a company. It's a company that Tyson and I talk about a lot on the show, a company that we have a lot of respect for. Sort of talk to us about your experience there and sort of the company uh, as you see it as a leader in the industry. Sure. So I started working there back in 2008, quite a bit before Greg got there, and he left shortly after I did. In a place that fosters like small business, specifically marketing and sales, that's kind of their 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 big you know, claim to fame. They've been doing the email marketing, you know, automated follow-up, creating systems and processes game specifically for small business owners for 
I think they're going on, they started in 2001, not originally Infusionsoft, but going down that, that pathway. As a place to work, it's probably the best place I've ever worked. An interesting fact is that the, the day that I walked in there to start my first day, I actually said to myself that this was going to be my last job. And I'm glad to say that at this point that that's true and it's held up. But it's the kind of place that preps you for, it's kind of open-ended as far as what your responsibilities are when you work at a place like that. But it's really been a good primer for transitioning into like doing freelance work or starting a business of your own. It's kind of like in the DNA. I don't know how much that is rings true today, but part of their core values, which is one of the things that makes it easy to align to a company like Infusionsoft as an employee, entrepreneurship, when I started, was one of their main core values. And so that's kind of, I took that note and uh, ran with it at a later point. It's really kind of funny, Kelsey, because I was actually about to ask you about core values and just the feel and the systems and everything else that they've got there. So, because one of my favorite parts about going to Icon, which they've you know, shockingly gotten rid of for this year and subsequent years, they're going to change things around, was just the feel and how just everyone seemed like they loved the company and they really just they, you know, get along with everyone. There's just a great feel and they really preach about the core values. Can you talk a little bit more about the core values and what those mean to the company as a whole? Sure. I actually don't have all the core values memorized anymore, but they changed them. And uh, during the time period that I was there, they've changed, they changed twice. And I think since they've added a couple, changed a couple, but as an employee working at a place, when the core values are defined and clearly described, and more importantly, like it's part of like what every day it was like there. Cause I've been to other places that have core values, but it was more of just like lip service. And at Infusionsoft, the thing that they've done and worked really hard at doing was basically making that like ingrained in every single person that, that is employed there beyond like their first month is if you make it past that first month and it's not something that you are in tune with it, you don't really last very long at Infusionsoft. So they, they actually hire and fire to their core values. And so it makes it easy to define, you know, what that is, is this person's operating, you know, maybe they're not being honest because uh, originally the core value is authenticity and integrity, but they've changed it to be a little bit more specific as far as what those mean. But as far as like an employee, like if these are just part of like, for me, it was just like, oh, these are all easy things to do. They're pretty much how I am already. And so I just stay the course of, you know, being the person that I am and I should be fine. And, you know, according to, if I look back at my career at Infusionsoft, I would say that that was probably, if you're going to work at a place like Infusionsoft, that's going to be one piece of advice that I would say, even your performance, you know, may not be stellar, but if you can live to the culture of the company that you're at, it oftentimes will be a, like they hire to culture fit is their big thing. And uh, another side note about it, the big thing is that it creates like a kind of buzz. So they get into all the contests of like best place to work Phoenix, best places to work in Arizona, all of these different, I would say, job marketing channels. And it attracts people to come, you know, an interesting company is doing something cool. And it attracts a lot of really good talent, interesting talent. And it has, uh, if I were to guess, they probably have a application, their job application portal is probably inundated with numerous qualified candidates is kind of the way I would look at it. Kelsey, talk a little bit about your role at Infusionsoft and then how that morphed into you leaving and into 
Hired Gun Solutions. Sure. So originally I got hired to do what they had at the time was called Implementation Manager and eventually moved to a title called Success Coach. And uh, what my job was is to help onboard new Infusionsoft customers to get them up and running so that they could, you know, automate, you know, either simple or realistic things during the time period, the first couple months of being an Infusionsoft user usually means like helping them bring their data in, you know, making sure that all the new leads that come in off of their website can go into their system. There may be like uh, when people call in to your phone that you have a, a way of handling those things. And so a lot of like simpler things to getting someone off the ground with Infusionsoft, which later transitioned to doing what they called on-sites at the time, where we'd sit down with two the business owner for two to three days and just grind hard on moving the needle with Infusionsoft. Usually the first day, half day, full day was spent on planning out what, what it is that we're going to do over the next couple of days. And then we would uh, really crank hard on days two and three to do our best to implement what we, what we had planned on that first day. And so it'd be like a collaborative effort between like myself or the person responsible for fulfilling on that. And uh, the business owner would be, you know, cranking emails, coordinating with their website guy to get changes made, all kinds of stuff like that. It really pushed the limit as far as my product knowledge and like awareness of like how small businesses work, the different software and tools people use, you know, in their businesses to, you know, perform just day-to-day functions and how those things might play together. So as far as how that transitioned into small business ownership or like starting Hired Gun Solutions, I knew that I had no experience with uh, any kind of formal sales, like you owe me this much money for this thing that you want to buy, you know, kind of interactions. So I spent the last year and a half at Infusionsoft on their sales floor serving as their like sales engineer. And so I was the guy that got to tell new leads and prospects that what the software actually does and doesn't do from like a technical aspect. So when I started Hired Gun Solutions, I brought all that information and experience with me to begin kind of just freelancing what I was doing at the time, just not for myself instead of for Infusionsoft. And so it started off as freelance like pretty much freelance work and it's kind of evolved into some other things, but you know, that's kind of the, what that journey looked like when I was there. It's all really good stuff. So here, here's what I want to do, Kelsey. I, I know you know a lot about automation and I, we have people talk about automation all the time and you know, Jimmy and I are big in automation. It's great. But it's something I did not know until Jimmy mentioned it was the whole Zapier stuff. So tell us a little bit how you use Zapier and give the listeners some hacks when it comes to Zapier. So that's a that's a good one, Tyson. The Zapier has become quickly my favorite, like secondary. I mean, Infusionsoft is my primary at this point, but Zapier has actually emerged as something I do. I mean, almost every client that I work with, I end up doing something with it, whether it's with my own Zapier account, it's because as a Zapier user, I can connect Jim's Infusionsoft account and all my other clients' Infusionsoft accounts to work with all the other tools that they work with, so I can manage that for them. So from like a freelancer, you know, automation person perspective, I can control all the all the variables and manage that account for for my clients. Jim has actually got his own now, but Zapier expands like a, if you have a, a some software or tool that you're using that is modern, it will have an API, and more than likely at this point it's connected to Zapier. So if you have a tool that you like, like let's say I use Asana for project management. 
And uh, Asana is a tool that works with Zapier. Well, it also works with Infusionsoft and almost a thousand other products that can each solve a particular problem better than one product might be by itself, right? Because Infusionsoft has all kinds of features, but not all of them are world-class, we'll say. So I might be able to go find like a world-class landing page builder and use it with Infusionsoft instead of having to rely on Infusionsoft and the vendor of the landing page builder then I could go into Zapier's ecosystem and find something that I do like and kind of make them all work together. You can do this without having to know how to do code. It is a little technical, but it's not anywhere near what it would be if you were to try to like, I need to make my Google Calendar work with this thing that it doesn't work with. Zapier can, can pr provide like a bridge that you can translate to to do all kinds of other stuff. So like some simple hacks, a lot of people have some kind of text messaging as of late, it's become more and more popular over the years. But doing things like text message reminders for appointments, a lot of times people have purchased software that has an element that does that. And then they would pay a premium because the software vendor that does the text message reminder thing is actually using Twilio, kind of like a, a text message API. And uh, Twilio is actually the service that sends the text messages. And then they mark up the, the, the cost of that message. And then they're you know taking a cut, you know, but if you were to use Zapier creatively, you can actually work with Twilio directly. And so you're paying the same rates that the vendor that you were using before to pay, say, four cents a text message. Now you're paying less than a penny. So there's a lot of cost savings that you can build into like, you know, your traditional, you know, tech stack, if you will. So for a long time at our office, we have three attorneys and they were each, including me, doing our own contracts. And so we would say, well, it only takes five or 10 minutes to type up a contract. So then we would leave the client in the consult. We'd walk down the hall. We'd type up the contract. We'd print it out. The other attorneys would bring it to me. I would sign it. And then they would go and give it to the client to review and sign. Well, Kelsey set up with Infusionsoft and Zapier and Google Slides, actually, a whole system now where we just put in uh, and Slack. So the Zapier works with Slack, Google Slides, Infusionsoft, and it creates the whole contract. We, we did a Google Sheet to lay out all the contract language for each type of contract, each type of fee. And now to prepare a contract, it just takes literally three clicks. You click on Infusionsoft, you click on Slack, and then the contract comes out right there in the conference room with the client. It's much faster. You sort of don't lose that time you know, that you're wasting. And so it's been a big game saver for us. So Kelsey, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I, I remember you brought that that problem to me and we kind of worked through it. We've, it, you know, we chewed on it a couple of weeks, you know, we got kind of something up bare bones and then we made some improvements on it over time. But one of the, the big challenges that you had mentioned is when, especially when you brought other attorneys into your practice, they weren't on the same page as far as pricing. And like you said, that agreement process, and it was really, I think it made your sales process longer. And so we were able to shave off quite a bit of time, if I remember correctly, by implementing that. But it, it basically, the other thing that we did specifically with the Google Sheets is that Google Sheet has a list of all of your, the different matters, the pricing, a description that we're using in the contract. So if Jim, you wanted to go and make a change to the price going forward, that you're going in there and making a simple tweak and now it can be reflected and benefit all the people that are gonna be using that contract tool. And then we also implemented a kind of like a confirmation like this person actually did you know, they signed a contract or whatever, it's completed. 
And now we're using that interaction to send information into Clio. So now we have, you know, a new customer or client and a matter created in Clio. And um, we've been building on that for the past couple of weeks as you've made that transition. Kelsey, so you talked about Zapier. We talked about Infusionsoft. And I mean, I know that Zapier's, you know, they've got a free program. And I mean, they're pretty cheap if you go to the, the paid program. And then mm-hmm. Infusionsoft is pretty expensive. So and so it may not be right for everybody. Are there other tools out there that are free or cheaper kind of automation systems that you might recommend to people? Well, I mean, Zapier is definitely on the list of, like, let's just say you're just a G Suite user, then Zapier has value for you, right? Their free edition and their $20 a month version have pretty substantial value that you could get your money's worth for 20 bucks a month. You could automate something that you spend more time than $20 worth of your time to do. As far as Infusionsoft is concerned, the competitive landscape has become quite uh, diverse as, as of the last couple of years. It has more to do with, like, if you're going to be looking at implementing automation, Infusionsoft has actually become more reasonably priced for, you know, the, the entry level. It used to be like $2.99 a month was what it was. And maybe you could get it somewhat less than that, but it was either going to be between 200 and 300 bucks a month. So Infusionsoft actually has a, a quote-unquote starter edition that's now $99 a month instead of 100 So it's a little bit more reasonably priced. But some of the other solutions that I've looked at, Active Campaign and Drip, if you're building funnels or you need to do some automation with email marketing, both of those tools are very competitive to Infusionsoft. They start off a lot less expensive, but once you scale up to like two, three, four thousand contacts, the pricing starts to normalize but across the board. And so it's more of like a, you know, you have more options, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is that the prices increase as your contact database goes up. And so they all are reasonably priced. Like they're way cheaper in the beginning, but like if you're like brand new business, no contacts, you know, nothing, not a whole lot going on, then Drip, Active Campaign, there's another one called Autopilot HQ. These are all, you know, very viable solutions as far as like automation, email marketing, funnels, that kind of stuff. As if you're looking at CRMs, that's a whole other discussion. But uh, Infusions, the one difference that Infusionsoft has over those, at this even to this day, is that the CRM side of Infusionsoft is kind of integrated into the automation tools. Where like in Drip, you have a contact management system, but it's not. It's you're not using it to like deal with like you know, place relief notes for your customers and things like that, I guess is the way to say it. All right, Kelsey, I want you to put on your thinking cap and let's say that you have an attorney in Arizona mm-hmm. there with you. I know you've worked with lots of professionals. If you had an attorney and you were sitting down with them to sort of get started on automation, they want to sort of automate their sales process and, you know, they want to sort of go in that time period between getting people to raise their hand until the time that they actually hire the firm, what kind of things would you be advising the attorney to think about? Sure. So there's, in that process, in my familiarity with it, and working with you, Jim, and other attorneys over the years, and, and businesses that have a kind of a similar interaction to how, how customers work or getting new customers works, where there's an appointment involved, you know, they're, they're coming out, they're talking to you, and there's potentially there's a time gap between when they first contact you and when you're talking to them and when they're making a purchase decision. So the, the first thing I would do is make sure that you have your way of getting in touch with people that want to talk to you 
figured out. So like uh, whether that's from your website via like contact us form, like a chat request tool, making sure that your phone setup is ideal so that like when someone calls that someone answers is the most ideal. Because those are like real basic things, but like across the board in small business land, I've noticed that like people will like return voicemails two to three days later and things like that, like stuff that seems like it's obvious, but if, unless you have it tightened down, then there's, there's gaps and holes that can be, that can cost you money in the long run. Because if you're not staying on top of those people that are initially trying to get in touch with you, you know, you're out. I know Jim, over the years, you've used like a lot of phone services to do like after hours answering the phone and different things like that. I know that that's a huge availability in that regard is a big one. But once you have that stuff figured out, then you can start piping them down a funnel, if you will. And so that's where a tool like Infusionsoft or maybe Drip, Active Campaign, these things come into play to stay in touch with the person that either signs up for, like in your case, you have your newsletter that you've religiously sent out every Monday as long as I can remember. And so that I think is another really easy win that if you're not currently doing something like that, that you could implement without a huge amount of cost and a huge amount of time other than the dedication of doing something consistently. That would be like the first thing to look at. And then from there, there's all kinds of other directions we can go. All right, Kelsey. So the landscape is rapidly changing uh, when it comes to law firms and automation, everything else, implementing that. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about that, just how things are changing, and then also maybe talk about some quick wins that law firms can, can do pretty quickly to sort of get caught up? Sure, sure. So, and I, and I would like to hear what, what your thoughts are, both Jim and Tyson, on this topic as well, after I've kind of thrown out my piece the the topic of automation is is like it's on everyone's mind at this point. I mean, you see things like McDonald's implementing like order taking kiosks as like a very simple example. Well, it's not simple, but it's it's an example of how automation is changing the workforce, if you will. And the reality of it is is it sounds like that that's out of touch for like the average Joe. But the the, the real situation is that anybody can implement these tools and this software and, and these concepts into their business, as long as they're, they're thinking about it in the way of like step one, step two, step three, I have to do step three manually at the moment. So what can I do to make step one and two smoother so I either can save my time, my money, or my employees' time and get them focused on step three of making that thing happen more? Or you know what I mean? Because uh, if you were to treat like three tasks that you have to automate, a lot of people try to go for bulk and get one, two, and three all taken care of all at once. And what it does is it causes kind of like a log jam because it's such a drastic change to how they're used to doing things. And I would say it's better to automate step one. One, it's going to be easier, but you'll be able to benefit from step one being automated the whole time while you're working on step two and then three. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I, I do want to chime in on, on what you've raised. I think that in a lot of ways, attorneys are behind the times when it comes to automation, that attorneys sort of think that they can always do things the way they've always done it. I remember I had a guy come to a class that I was teaching once named Dennis Kennedy. And Dennis talked about how back in the old days, as an attorney, he typed up estate plans where he would write them out and his secretary would type it and he did it and they did it. And 
eventually, you know, automation through the form of word processing made that sort of hourly path, you know, where they build by the hour, that just sort of became obsolete. So I think there's a freight train of change coming. You know, there's a, there's a, a young uh, entrepreneur in England who came up with a way to create bots to fight traffic tickets. And he's working on one on now trying to help people do asylum applications. So I think that the future's coming fast. And I, I, one good thing is I think a lot of our listeners sort of get that, and, and a lot of them are sort of on the cutting edge of things. But for those who aren't, for those who are still using Gmail email addresses and don't automate anything, I think that that change is going to hurt real hard. Well, on top of that, here's the thing. I'm not going to repeat anything that you two just said because you're absolutely right. But, I mean, you're going to save yourself, which means make yourself so much more money and help your clients so much more by automating stuff. I think the perception is – well, actually, not. I, I don't think I know the perception is whenever you talk about automation – there's some pushback in our community because they say, oh, well, that, that takes away the personal element. And that's absolutely not true. You're, you're increasing the personal element. You're getting all of those touches with your clients that you did not get before. And they really, really love it. I just had a meeting with a client this morning just talking about all these things. He was talking about a spreadsheet that was automated that was sent out to him to, to track his case expenses. So, and that was all automated. I didn't send that, but it was, it was, and he was talking about how great it was and how much he loved it. Things like that, that it's, it's all done by automation. Those people are going to refer you more clients. They're going to be happier. You're going to get better results. And so I think that that's the part that's overlooked a lot in all this. Yeah, everyone else is doing it. That's great. It's, the industry's changing, but you're going to improve your life. You're going to be able to spend more time at home with your family if you want to do that. You're going to be able to spend more time at your firm doing things that you actually want to do, not the things you don't want to do. So there's a ton of benefits to it. So I, I, I don't really understand the pushback. I know there is some pushback, but if you don't, if you don't get it at this point, you need to get it because otherwise you're going to be left in the dust, as Kelsey said. So those are my two cents. Sorry about the rant, Kelsey. I know we're limited with time. So anything else you want to talk about before we get to the tips and the hack of the week? Sure. The one thing that I would say like Jim had brought this up to people was at gmail.com email addresses and things like that. And a tool that's really, really inexpensive that if you're not using one variant of this is either G suite from Google or office 365 and leveraging what's available in those tools, because it's already something that you may be paying for, or if it's not, it's inexpensive enough that it's obtainable for even a brand new, someone just starting out to implement because you're going to get a whole smorgasbord of really, really awesome tools that can really leverage, you know, you can leverage to save a significant amount of time. I mean, just having Google Drive set up correctly now allows you to work from any device that you have. And so you can be at home and take care of something, or you can be at the office or even on your phone. It's a super simple, easy to implement and very inexpensive first step if someone is looking for it. Kelsey, any experiences or thoughts, final thoughts that you have on working with attorneys or, or maybe can you explain how our listeners, if they want to work with you or get started with implementation, like where, where would you suggest they begin? Well, the, the first thing that I would say is to kind of start wrapping their head about what, what their business looks like. I would advise attorneys to be involved in, in how, how this stuff works. Common mistake a lot of business owners make when implementing things like op automation is uh, put it on some of their employees that may not have stake in the game, or they think that you're trying to replace their jobs, 
which is something that if you're going to go down this path, you can cause a spook. I would avoid that by doing that. But uh, just think about what, what elements exist in your business that you're having problems with that you that are causing you you know pain, either because balls are getting dropped, it takes too much time, it's, it's tedious, and start looking, thinking about what elements those are. And uh, some of them may not be easily addressed, but there's a, a, a bunch that can be. And so if, if someone's looking to do some things like that, either whether it's in their marketing or their sales, or it is just like, how do we make some of this stuff that we're doing easier? They can get in touch with me and we can talk through kind of what they're trying to do and determine what kind of the best course of action is. My website's hiredgunsolutions.com. And uh, all I do is work with business owners directly to implement automation, primarily with Infusionsoft, but as of late, a lot more things that involve Zapier. All very, very good stuff. And Kelsey, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. You're a very valuable resource. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, I, re- I definitely recommend it. But Kelsey, you also have a podcast coming out. You want to talk a little bit about that before we wrap things up? Absolutely. I'm actually, I like talking about this stuff enough that and exploring kind of what people are doing and hearing people's stories about how this type of, you know, technology has changed their lives, their businesses. And so I'm actually starting a podcast called Get Automated, and uh, you'll be able to find us more later with uh, through either by going to getautomated.co or look for us on the iTunes store podcast area. We should be getting that out in the next couple of weeks and hopefully having some really interesting guests. I love it. Fantastic. All right, Jimmy, so let's get to your hack of the week. What's your hack of the week? Yeah, so my tip of the week is that Twitter has opened up, as many people know, the number of characters that they can include in the tweet they've gone from 140 to 280. And interestingly, a lot of people haven't really gone overboard with that, which I thought that they would. But the hack of the week is that with that, they have increased the amount of space that you can use for your username. So I went from James Hacking in my username to James Hacking Immigration Lawyer and Tough Mudder. So you can use up to 50 characters in your name that you use, and that that goes on every tweet. Very nice. I like this. Very good tip. All right, Kelsey, so we always ask our guests to give a tip of the week. So will you give us your tip? Sure. I mean, my, my tip would probably be there's a couple of books that, I've, that I found to be particularly helpful when I started down this journey. They're older. And most people probably read The 4-Hour Workweek. And it's more or less the manifesto of what people are kind of dreaming to do. While there's a lot of things in there that are kind of interesting, there's definitely some the way that it's approached is definitely uh, kind of gets your mind thinking about how you could create this concept of a muse, but the, the pathway to get there is through automation. And so I would, I would recommend that book, even as old as it is. Another book that helped me kind of wrap my head in a non-technical fashion around CRMs and sales and marketing and how this, all this other stuff ties together was Duct Tape Marketing, which is by John Janch. And that is also a fairly old book nowadays. But as far as the, the core concepts of it still ring true, some of the references are a little bit old, but the, the core of it will help you wrap your mind around some of the stuff that I've talked about. Yeah, John Jance is a good, good one. Uh, we, we haven't really talked about him on the podcast. He's, he's an oldie, but a goodie. I, I'm actually surprised he doesn't get more love these days because he really is one of the, I wouldn't say he's one of the founders of marketing, but he's, he's, he's pretty, 
he's one of those guys that really has a lot to say. All right, so I, before I get to my tip of the week, I do want to remind everyone to go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star review if you enjoy this podcast, which hopefully you do. We have lots of great guests like Kelsey to come on and give you lots of useful information. So if you don't mind going on there and give us a review. We appreciate it. It really does help us out. So my tip of the week is actually it's very simple. Uh, we've talked about Slack in the past, but I have recently just upgraded to the paid version of Slack. I was using the, the free version for the longest time, and I was getting sick of getting the alerts about uh, how our files, we've, we've gotten over the 10,000 message mark and how our files are still there, but you can't view them and all that kind of stuff. So I went and upgraded it, and it's made our life a lot easier. There's a lot of additional functions on there that are not there. And so since we use a lot of virtual assistants, I was a little worried about the cost because if you do the monthly plan, it's $8 a month. If you do the yearly plan, it's about $6.50 a month. And what, but what you can do is you can do a single channel guest with, so this is a, a hack within a hack, I guess, is make your virtual assistants or people that you just share Slack with for a very uh, small role, make them single channel guests and they're not counted as a user, so they're free. So we're only paying for, I think, you know, paying for five users, and no, six users, I'm sorry, and the rest of them are all just uh, single-channel guests. And so what they can do is they can communicate to you in a, an instant message, but they can also actually post to a channel. So I just have a general channel that I shared with everybody. So if someone wants to share something about the firm in general, they can put that there. So that's my tip of the week. It actually, it's, it's really handy. And I, I sort of got that from, from Joey Vitale because he and I were talking about it a, a couple months ago, how much he liked it. And I finally got around to doing it. So thanks, Joey, for that. And also, thanks, Joey. Joey sent me, Jimmy, a coffee mug that heats itself and it heats the coffee. And it does an awesome job, and it actually sends me a message on my phone whenever my coffee has reached the optimal temperature. It is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. So I got that from yesterday. And so thanks, Joey, for that. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. You got anything else this week? That's it. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, Go to MaximumLawyer.com Have a great week and catch you next time.